0: Hi, everybody, welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and as always, for the Abbey Scale, I'm joined by Lynn. Greetings, and we have a very special guest with us Gregory, aka Lewis Abernathy, from Tomorrow's a New Day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um Craig has always commented whenever I watch Knot's Landing, whenever, and he sees Val, did she go crazy and lose her babies yet? And now we are here. So I thought it'd be fun if he- This would us. be the season. This yeah. is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're here, she had a babies, she went crazy. Well, cause every time yes. I would see, I guess some of the old episodes, I uh, obviously watched this um, growing up with my mother. And, um, sure, you know, as I was saying, I guess at, at some point while this was TV, uh, we had, I remember having like two TVs in the house, but there was only Three four channels. channels. <laughs> so this was on right. one of the channels that you had to watch. Well, there was more, there were 13, maybe 21 channels at that point. HBO just showed up. So, <laughs> um, we wa- I watched it. So every time I would see you watch an episode, looked familiar it sounded familiar and then eventually at some point i was like wait did she have her baby yet is she crazy yet and here we are so i'm glad to be here
0: Hmm. well after that long winded winded intro (laughs) i will play the credits and we'll get started (laughs) (laughs) episode 11 is called distant locations and we start off with Karen, Lily Mae, Joshua, Ben, and Mac being questioned about Val and last time they saw her, like what her behavior was like. Um, not because they're responsible for her disappearance, but because they want to find her. <laughs>
2: exactly. They're a little bit upset and wound up because she just snuck off in the middle of the night.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because she overheard Lily Mae and Joshua discussing possibly having her committed she was around like, oh, nice they're I gonna go. talk <laughs> mm-hmm. off she scattered. So we see Val getting off a bus in Nevada. Correct. Um, she kind go
2: goes to the- a cute little hotel. She kind of goes to a cute little hotel there where there's a little husband wife team running a little hotel motel resort. Yeah.
0: And the wife says, are you the Valene Ewing that wrote the author? And she's like, no, not the same mm-hmm. one because that's just a common name.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly.
1: But even at the same time, the, the wife uh, had woman's intuition because they kept on like, she'd be like focused on her and she'd be like.
2: <laughs> right. And so then she'd give that husband like... a look all the time.
1: Yeah, there was some type of uh, woman's intuition that was definitely kicking in at the point where she knew that the story wasn't right.
0: Um, right. I have Paul Gallison makes Gary an offer below market value. I'm very, I'm trying to get the details on this and pay attention. I'm very confused about the business stories. On this.
2: <laughs> I think what's going on here is this land is adjacent to Lotus Point. They're trying to build Empire Valley Valley for whatever the plot scheme is and there Paul wants to use Gary as a front man because he's smart enough and dumb enough for him to talk him up and get him to be um, the front man if you will for this because I think Paul's on borrowed time and he knows it so he's trying to lay some groundwork.
1: So do you think uh, so... Because they really didn't go on what their business was like, kind of like a Silicon Valley kind of thing where they're, you know, <sighs> trying to buy the land and eventually it'll grow into something, you know, different where they would be placing businesses on it.
0: It sounded like they were trying to make it like a town, like they were trying to develop it into like a small community with, with schools and storefronts. Right, right.
2: Or at least that's the story they'll,
1: they're t- telling Gary. So yes. yeah, that's what we can assume. There's had, probably a lot of dead bodies buried there, and they need to put buildings on it real quick.
0: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Val sees twin babies and asks the mother to hold them, and she started. She kind of starts to be like, "It's okay, I'm never gonna let you out of my sight again." And the mother's like, uh, I <laughs> "Right." Kinda, she like starts.
2: That. <laughs> 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 that civil moment started kicking in right away. And she's oh, like, oh, I love Never civil. let you go. <laughs> um.
0: So then Val starts golden herself in the mirror. <laughs> and I looked yeah, at him as a woman hand. And I'm like, Nikki and Vicky fighting in the mirror. <laughs>
2: right? That right? was, I love. There's it. some parallels.
0: <laughs> I love Nikki and Vicky. <laughs> um, Karen, Karen's hand goes numb while she is on the phone with um, the cab company that Val used to get to the bus station. <laughs> the reactions yes
2: it's setting in on comes the paralysis Uh. (laughs) he's like it's so dramatic i was like it hurts her it
0: hurts (laughs) oh that's funny um lily may thinks gary should call lucy to see if val has been in contact with her or um gone to see her which I w- was fun because I was like, oh, we haven't heard about Lucy in a really long time. I <laughs> a- mentioned, but Gary shot that idea down pretty quickly and said, nah, she wouldn't go to Dallas. Yeah, she wouldn't go anywhere near JR. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next note is my favorite line Valley was to get herself a man. <laughs>
2: Right, she gets <laughs> all primed up in her room, and she decides she's going to go out for a night out on the town. And she's doing her lipstick and her hair up and everything. And she's I was like,
0: stuff in her bra. What's <laughs> she? <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> Haven't seen that in a long time, but we're in the '80s, so yes, we're going to see something. Else.
1: Yeah, we have comments about the '80s, um, especially since I
0: remember them. <laughs> So she's right. at a bar and she's got a you know a group of guys around her flirting with her. Um, but she's got her eye on a guy that's sitting with a woman, a married man, and when yes. the wife goes to use the bathroom, she sits down and tries it with the married man. Mm-hmm. And I was a little um, shocked and disappointed that he was just like, I'll drop my wife off and meet you later. I was like, what? <laughs> Listen, right. there wasn't that
1: much, there wasn't that much uh, chance for for things like that to happen especially in that small little town so he had to bite the first he had to grab it so greg has a theory but, that
0: blowjobs didn't happen in the 80s it was reserved for mistresses
1: oral <laughs> sex did not happen it was only reserved that could be the case. For mistresses and hookers that could be the case i you know you never know
2: but it was kind of funny it's like obviously the wife wore the pants in that relationship because when she came out she kind of grabbed Baleen by the arm and told her she was going to break it if she ever caught her in there again and and Baleen instantly kind of crumbles into sobbing and runs and grabs her stuff from
0: the bar and scanters out of there right away yeah um so I, I put a little note you know how I said that I always thought that Howard Duff played Clayton Farlow in Dallas
2: Right, yes.
0: Greg, Which he I was not. like, said I said the same season. thing. I was like, He's wait, like, doesn't he marry Miss Ellie? Doesn't Alice? he marry and Miss like, he Ellie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to remember I, the last time I, I thought it was him yeah. too, but the last time <laughs> I saw <laughs> any of this was when it was its first right. time show.
2: It's been a so, long
1: tenure. I get that.
0: How long ago was that? Well, I'm 38 and we're entering 1985 so almost 38 years ago (laughs) right so like the last time that i saw this i'm shocked i remember as much
1: as i did and it must have been in when it was in like summer reruns my mother must have watched it again we all again Mm -hmm.
0: watched it maybe
1: and but that was that was that long ago and i'm like didn't you marry miss ellie
2: (laughs) very similar looking actors but nope two different Mm -hmm. actors altogether.
0: So, I have it's weird to see Greg at Laura's house, Greg Sumner, not this Greg. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and she questions him about Galveston. Yes,
2: I think she's wanting to know why he's being so against mm-hmm. trying to help Gary with the galveston with the um Empire Valley project. Yes and yeah. he's very very aloof all the time about it as which is true greg character um laura's always pumping some her for information and he's very tight on answering her and giving her a straight answer
0: yeah and she usually gets to a point where she's like if you don't tell me the truth i'm just gonna leave you and then he has to tell her the truth about something
2: <laughs> right right which
0: is nice. he doesn't want to lose her true true
2: he, he likes laura
0: Abby meets with Galvson and they discuss her being okay with Gary's involvement in Valine's life. He says everything Scott Easton told him about her is true, which kind of makes her raise an eyebrow like, what has he told you?
2: Right, exactly. So she's wondering what details have been shared there. And again, she still can't find Scott and pretty much assumes that he's dead. She's trying to figure out by whom.
0: Um, I noticed a fashion through line through these episodes. Abby was wearing a lot of browns. A lot of her browns. True. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. And I said that's because just around that time in our fashion history, there was this... um, Take a test and see what your color should be for the season. For the season, are you wow. a fall girl? Uh, are you a spring right girl? And it was around that yeah. time that um. probably happened, and somebody probably made her take the test, and that was those were her two colors that she should be wearing, and that was her palette.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just <something> I noticed. <laughs> um, so Valine wakes up from a rough night. And she shames herself in the mirror wow. and starts scrubbing her face. Now, this is a famous mm-hmm. scene that uh, referenced it's referenced.
2: Right. It's like a five minute long scene that Joan Van has talked about how she worked pretty closely with the producers on filming it and whatnot too. Yeah. And how they stayed on her and she's washing her face. She's basically calling herself a whore in the mirror and she just goes crazy, washes that face off. But what does happen during that time is she changed persona and she switches into Verna which is ironically the name of a character from her book, Nashville Junction. But Verna's a little bit more sweet and down home and she's going to go get herself some new clothes and go get herself a new job.
0: So I totally forgot about Verna being the character in Nashville Junction. I was just like, okay. And then it got mentioned... Mm-hmm. That Verna Ellers is repeatedly. Well, and, I remember yeah. this. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <of course." laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: all these notes that Tommy's taken, I'm surprised you forgot that one, Tommy, but it's all good.
0: Can't be on top of everything, I guess. <laughs> no,
2: nope. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, she starts scrubbing her face and calling herself a dirty, filthy tramp. And <laughs> then yeah. she kind of becomes Verna and starts applying makeup and is more soft and brushing her hair and Mm -hmm.
1: pins it up and i'm just like oh i was like how is she gonna brush all that hairspray out that's bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) um joshua makes a plea to valine on the tv station
2: yeah he was gonna talk for like five minutes and he ended up taking up the whole 30 minute segment over the reverend but it kind of got a big reaction from the audience
0: and Abby seems to have a side arrangement with the PI that they've hired to find Valian. Well, a, a side
1: arrangement meaning that. We have she, a look. She, well, no, that she's getting information, but then he wanted it a step up
0: from we're, there. We're not there yet.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> but
2: you're right. She is the. She's going to get the knowledge firsthand, is basically the cue that she's kind of given him.
0: Like, but, he, we see him meeting Karen. Right uh Mac, Gary, and her. And then as he shakes all their hands, Abby's the last one that he shakes, and they kind of give each other a look like this they have something on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, oh. oh, he traced her to Nevada and said she left for Tennessee. They keep that right, information. Exactly. That, that's what it yeah. Spell check kicked in and yes. asked me out. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good.
2: It's all good. Because you're right, Belle goes and sees the husband and wife owner of the motel, says she bought <laughs> some dresses and she She's going back home, or mm-hmm. I don't know if she said she was going back home to them, but she said she was leaving. But she met a young girl on the bus that she was taking to Tennessee, and she said she was going back home to her. And yeah, she said she, she goes, husband,
0: and she's like, "Darling, I've never been married."
2: <laughs> right?
0: As right. she the,
1: the candy bar in half. Yeah, you know it's so funny when when I saw that that episode, it reminded me of all the memes that you know that you weren't a child of the 80s if you're, when your mother offered you a piece of gum it was a ripped piece of gum in half that smelled like perfume.
2: <laughs> you're right. There you go. Well,
1: that way you know it was safe and
2: you could take it versus it was poisoned or laced. <laughs>
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> so are we ready to grade it?
2: Um, so yeah, Belle gets to Tennessee gets off the bus Happens to right away see help wanted sign in a diner and walks in oh, and right. introduces herself and the owner's like yeah we can get we can try you out why don't you be back here tomorrow she's like great so with an outfit kinda...
1: where did one where does one get an outfit like what ah, color is your outfit I was so well she was bought like, all those dresses is there a logo <laughs> <laughs> well right was the same the
0: colors yeah so she probably just bought a bunch of dresses yeah. with her name on it. She went to the
2: Alice, Verna, and Flo store and picked herself out an outfit for Mel's diner. Um, Greg will get that joke, but Tommy, it won't. Uh, so. Kiss Margaret, all right? <laughs> oh, he got it.
0: Is that a Simpsons thing? No, Simpsons. <laughs> no. No, Tommy, you can kiss my right. I don't like being left out. The show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but okay so as far as grading I was like okay so on a scale of 1 to 10 you have to grade every episode but you can't go lower than a (laughs) 7 so he was like oh okay (laughs) Mm.
2: well at least you've only got 4 numbers to pick from now Greg. (laughs) so
0: I gave it a 9
2: do you want me to go next or do you want Greg to go next (laughs) I gave it an 8
0: I don't know Um, why I held back but I did and Greg gave it a seven point five.
1: Yeah, I I and and now that, that I've binge watched a few episodes, I stand with that.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I stand with that. Well, episode twelve is called Uncharted Territory. And Val's luggage is, is sent back to uh, her house I was gonna say Lily Mae's house but her house <laughs> and I'm
1: kind of glad that they resolved that because I was like uh where's her luggage like she didn't take her luggage she just went with bags it was her new dress yeah. I know but that didn't, <laughs> didn't
2: even didn't even the luggage get delivered to Laura's by mistake and Laura brought it oh. over and then Lily May freaks out and they start ripping it open and she's like here's the sweater I gave her and then she pulls out the black outfit and she's like this isn't Val's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it was
0: right um, Karen calls the motel and finds out that Val actually left four days ago. Yeah. Um, Abby sees all the fan mail Joshua is receiving from his plea to Val on air. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really. I. I forgot. I don't like her. Yeah. I was like, you will. <laughs> I oh, forgot. you don't like Abby? I don't like villains. Yeah. He's like, I don't like. Oh. Her. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I like. I well, her character. Her character. I'm really not. I'm just like, it.
2: oh... <laughs> well she's a she's a little bit of a schemer and a power control and and that's okay the 80s needed that so she did it really well yeah and this was a big reflection of the 80s what we saw here too because religious programs ran amok in the 80s and ching ching they were bringing in money so it was interesting abby's oh. opening up these letters dollars and, and people tens like oh i Exactly. They feel they need to donate because Joshua's sister is missing and they're trying to put a fund together. So right away I don't think Abby's too considered about the ones and twos falling out of the letters, but she realizes there is an audience there, which means there's money there. So yeah, the gears sure are turning.
1: Absolutely, because she immediately um takes the uh, takes the broadcasting and then purchases uh, networks in different other areas because which does cost money yep. to do that. So she was willing to put her money where her mouth was on that one and you know
0: do that she she knew it she encourages joshua to go on the air again and to make another plea and she shows him some of the letters i forgot how handsome he was he is handsome still
2: (laughs)
1: yes agreed He definitely. Joshua's forgot. very timid.
2: This was probably the last of Joshua being timid because he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do yeah. this." But
0: yeah. he's gonna like the taste of fame here really quickly. Um, Galveston tries to get Gary to get more involved in Empire Valley because, like we said, we want him. To, he wants him to be the front man. Um, Correct. Abby meets with her lawyer and confesses she thinks Scott Easton is dead. And what he may have yeah. on of Al's BBs.
2: And Jim, who we haven't seen for a while, he's like, no nothing, say nothing, keep your mouth shut,
0: zip it. That's the season five lawyer, Jim Westmount? Correct. It's the same actor?
2: And he was around in season four too. It is, believe it or not.
0: Because I was looking at him and I'm like, he kind of looks familiar, but I don't know if it's the same guy or not.
2: <laughs> it, it was him. It was him.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure because he was. He said he had a line that was like, "I'm your, I'm your trouble lawyer. I'm your like,
2: like, Uh only call me when you're in trouble." (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly. Uh, Gary meets with Greg on funding Empire Valley, and he declines.
2: Yeah, Greg is again pushing away from it. We don't know his reasons why just yet, but he's basically saying it's not for him
0: so joshua confesses to kathy and lily may that abby wants him to go on air again and i guess kathy kind of made a face or she was just kind of like you don't always have to do what abby says and he kind of like right comes back at her like why are you so down on abby and lily may had a line where she was like she's she's not as nice to everyone as she is to you <laughs> right
2: exactly i wrote down the same line too that's kind of funny and and the women are not telling joshua their history with abby so it's kind of funny how everybody's staying quiet and he's Mm. kind of like i don't get it but
0: yeah (laughs) i put still confused on the whole what mac is investigating although that did start to clear up as we went along this whole tidal basin thing there's
2: some tidal basin murders that happen that somehow they're convinced galveston must be connected to and so they're trying to get investigate these murders obviously I think the, I'm going to give a little synopsis this tidal basin area must have been land that was owned by people that started dying or being murdered. And those that survived it don't want to talk about it. Mac and Ben and whomever, Max and Foreman are all getting a lot of slammed doors in their faces because they're fearful for their lives is really what it's boiling down to. But there's again, no hard proof concrete connection tying it back to Galveston.
0: Okay, so there was a woman who apparently was murdered, and one of the, Mac went to talk to her former roommate, and she wouldn't talk to him, right. and the connection my head made in this was that this was um, Michael Easton's secretary, am I wrong, or, I was trying to make some kind of connection to Michael Easton, not Michael Easton. That's an actor. (laughs) No, Scott
2: Easton's secretary. So I think, I mean, yes. Yes. You're right.
0: They're throwing the names
2: around so much, it's hard to keep up with. Like I said, I'm going with that big picture that I kind of outlined and (laughs) leaving it as such.
0: Yeah. Um, Gary wants to invest in Empire Valley using Lotus Point as collateral and Karen and Abby are not pleased about this.
1: No, never use your profit as, you know... It's not how you start something by risking
0: something you're supposed to use it's kind of a ballsy move even though gary is kind of um more financially invested in lotus point um it's not really his it's karen and abby's it was left to them right
2: it's a three-way partnership and i think the thing is is um it's starting to become a boys club and karen and abby don't like that because paul is definitely taking gary under his wing and pulling him close and whispering in his ear and the girls are on the outside looking in, basically, because Lotus Point was the three of them, and now this Empire Valley's tagging onto it, and Paul and Gary are the ones so close to it. And even Abby's, you know, tried to get close to Paul, and he's pushed her back.:
1: Yeah, sweetie. Honey, cookie, cookie,
2: <laughs> cookie. Yeah, I can't remember if we're there yet or not, but it's. I'm sorry. Nice. No, I, I I get confused looking through my notes too. So
0: well, when it happened, he was. Like, he looked at me. He's like, "Oh, that's a thing," right? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, Val gets an apartment, and I laughed because she says to the landlord, "She must be one of those fitness folks." And I turned to Greg. I was like, that's funny because Val is actually a runner.
2: <laughs> right. And she's like, I don't like exercise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. yeah, she, she
2: do. She's in denial about everything in her past, right? right. <laughs>
0: um, Karen. Karen. Karen's hand goes. Oh, let's
2: well. say this. Oh, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop you, too. I laugh because I put it in my notes and I just saw it. Val gets a furnished apartment. Grandland, 1985, for $65 a month a furnished apartment. I know for I was $65 a month.
1: It, it is Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, it was $65. Mm. I heard 65 and for some reason my head made it like 6,500. <laughs> I
2: mean, let's it's
0: not 65 bucks a day. I'm sure she meant
2: a month and I'm like, <laughs> wow, a uh, fully furnished apartment for 65 bucks a month. Okay. With a wow.
1: with, with a stocked refrigerator.
2: Heck yeah, you probably open the window and a rainbow pops across and whatnot else, so it's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I made these curtains and I also made the bedspread. You did, they're gorgeous. My gold.
0: Thank you. My
1: gold, this is beautiful.
0: (laughs) Um, Karen's hand goes numb and causes her to swerve the car with Michael in the passenger seat who grabs the wheel himself.
2: Right? Because she almost hit some poor teenage girl
0: on a bike. Mm-hmm. So now Mac is starting to question because, you know, she she cut her hand. She has a band-aid. She cut her hand. She burned herself. He's like, you cut it. Right. No, he's got, like, <laughs> he was pretty adamant and
2: he's like, we need, something's wrong. You need to go to the doctor. He's being mm-hmm. kind of hard-pressed with her.
0: Yeah. Um, and she actually does set up a, a doctor's appointment, but she gets stuck in a meeting with Galveston or about Galveston, I don't, I don't remember if
2: Well, were. Galveston's there, cause I think the meeting gets done and Abby even offers to drag Karen to the doctors and Karen's like, no, 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 she's trying we're to avoid,
0: be, she's yeah. <laughs> in denial. Yeah. Um, but Mac goes there cause he was gonna meet her at the appointment and he questions the doctor and because of everyone, right? you he can't tell.
1: There was there was no such thing as HIPAA laws back then. That was just how they wrote it. Well, there was Doctors th- told secrets to the husbands all <laughs> the time because up until that point, I don't even think women had credit card application status yet. <laughs> I
2: think back in the day, it was like, are you family? That was always the thing. And of course, people would lie and be like, yeah, she's my sister, you know what I mean? Or say whatever they need to say.
0: Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going on. <laughs> that was just good lighting. Right. And
1: um, just, a, just a total side note, some of the side characters that were throughout all of the episodes were, um, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like, the actors that always have the one line, but they are in every show, movie, commercial. Like, there was some right. heavy hitting...
0: Regulars, yes. the landlord.
2: Like the five or less crew, I think. Basically, okay. you had five lines or less and you were a certain rate-paid actor because Correct. of those
0: Well, the landlord that runs the apartments of Al, she's been in everything, I feel like. I remember her on Passion. Gotcha. Rope opera. <laughs> I okay. think even the guy running the diner, too, has been in a lot of
1: different things, too. is yeah. always far in the background player. Correct. The doctor was, you know, I think the do- that doctor was on the Cosby show at some point, too probably
0: yeah um so the doctor doesn't reveal anything about karen's condition but he basically is like you and wife your wife don't talk much like insinuating that there's something mm-hmm. she's not telling him
2: right right Matt kind of lays areas, it on basically. the line and is
0: like apparently the doctor thinks we don't talk much and it's pretty much like if you don't tell me what's going on like i'm gonna leave you
2: he out and out scolds her. He says, This isn't a marriage. You're lying to me. You almost hit someone, had an accident. And that's when she finally relents and she's like, I got to come clean. She says she's got a fragment still in her spine that's causing her to be paralyzed and it's going to make her die. And Mac first is in denial and he's like, No, but then he's like absorbing it and processing the information.
0: Yeah, yeah, she had a substance abuse problem okay. last season. So that's, so, you that's, know, so maybe that's why. Well, they she, thought there was a line where he's like, I haven't given her anything because she's uh, a substance abuser. Right. Um, what was her choice? What was wrong with her? Did she have like a neck problem She was or- taking
2: over-the-counter pills for pain that yeah, she started little. to become addicted to. And then it, she kept adding more and more and more. And all of a sudden she was taking like four different brands of pills.
0: Right. Okay. Anything she could get her hands so on. The
2: Vicodin of the day probably is what it was.
0: Right. Um, I made a note um, that there was like stock footage of the like a scene of the cul-de-sac through the leaves because um, I've seen that like a other times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this looks familiar,
2: <laughs> right? Because um, Max stays up all night, you know, in his clothes and watches her sleep because he's processing the fact that she's gonna die, and probably in his head he's rehearsing what he's gonna say to her in the morning to try and convince her that she needs to have surgery
0: yeah and he says that he won't let her die Yep, exactly and that's all i have for that episode it's like when
2: the chances when he said when the odds are slim to none you go with slim always that's when he (laughs) says i won't let you die so
0: um do you want to rate it i can rate it i gave this an eight I also gave this an E because C- um, CG, Kathy did not perform in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have given it a 9. Got um, it. Greg gave it a 7.
1: Oh, did he? <laughs> I did, and I will stand by that 7 because it was just okay. It was a good setup for, for right. coming
0: episodes. Yes. Okay, episode 13 is yes. called weighing of evils wait seven third wait did i say seven what did i just say you said seven um, okay episode 13 weighing of evils <laughs> correct you're correct all right um abby visits galveston and this is when he calls her cookie this is kind of
2: a big scene here where everybody's you show me mine i'll show you yours they're basically saying who's is bigger <laughs>
0: he said cookie a lot Every other word was cookie, cookie, cookie. Was he like so was
2: talking hard. down to her. He's basically saying you should probably be at home making babies.
0: Babies, yeah. <laughs> I thought he did. She, he did. He, well, I mean, he
2: did say it, and was, it's, she didn't like it. it he said
0: that uh, a woman with practical skills, she should stay home and make babies. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's where
2: probably all five foot five of Abby kind of straightened up her spine and was like oh I'm not going to take this and I don't like you and she goes yeah. back to her cute little convertible and she hops in and she's like don't call me cookie and burns <laughs> rubber off his ranch
0: basically. Were like, oh this is a thing and I was like yes it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Completely. Mac and Karen go for a second opinion and are told the paralysis is the optimistic outcome of her surgery at this point. Right. It was 50-50. Basically, the time,
2: at the time of the accident, yeah, it was like 50-50 chance at the time of the accident, but now it's more likely leaning to paralysis. And, and Max like, I want a second opinion. He's like, this is the second opinion. He's like, then I want a third opinion. He's he's not willing to accept that.
0: Uh, fans of Joshua are crowding the TV station. They want to do everything they can to help find Val. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> right. This is when it starts <laughs> to maybe go to his head a little bit. He's starting to get a little bit of taste of fame. Sure. Um, now Nashville Junction is beginning to become a bestseller now that Val's missing. <laughs> Isn't that always the way, you know?
2: <laughs> kind of like when a have... soap opera gets canceled and all the fans start really tuning in and the ratings just start to skyrocket because mm-hmm. you're scared to lose what you don't want to
0: uh greg's divorce is final and laura's a little miffed that it's been final for i think a few days or a few five days was it five days yeah (laughs) i think it was five days and again greg
2: holds back his information and laura's a little miffed at him that she's just caring about it
0: now yeah uh laura's glasses are huge (laughs) <laughs> That's i said that my mother had those glasses except hers
1: were they were blue at the bottom and they faded up into clear
0: mm. i love that yep um during the doctor's appointment mac i guess had stormed out and the next time we see uh karen and him outside she decides that she wants to have the surgery
2: correct she kind of softened the mac felt guilty too for yelling at her so much but she did say she's decided to move ahead and have the surgery
0: um abby tells joshua he'll have a regular segment just a segment at this point on right? the pastor what is he i keep calling him a pastor to he's a you. reverend he's yeah. a reverend
2: reverend something i can't remember his last name right now but yes
0: so okay you know how I mentioned in the past, I love like um, when Abby lived in the cul-de-sac, how she would have like the short shorts on and she'd kind of put her hands in her pockets and kind of like sway. So, Stride across. This, yep. Yeah. So during this scene, it's totally a Donna Mills thing. Because during the scene after she told him about the segment, she turns and look is like looking at like the stage or whatever, and she's got her blazer yes. on and she puts both her hands in her pockets. So it's totally a Donna Mills thing. <laughs> it's
2: a move. Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a yes, no. It's a it's a good characteristic for the character.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Gary wants Abby to talk to Greg about investing in Empire Valley, and she's kind of like. Why, why do you think that I would have with Greg? <laughs> right. And he's like, Oh, you had so much during Lotus Point. Right. And she's kind of being a
2: little bit intimidated because she surely doesn't want her affair with Greg to ever come to light, Gary.
0: And um, when they meet in the car, I was like, Oh, life before cell phones. Um, Greg right. was like, This Greg was like, Oh, were they a thing? Did they have a thing? I was like, Yeah. Because <laughs> I am kind of it's like, I am
1: uh, again. I, remembering remembering i'm remembering not you know sure. not in detail but i just yep. knew that this i was like sure. oh I'll put it in that question
0: <laughs> you yep. know but again greg is just doesn't want anything to do with it hands off doesn't want anything to do with galveston and we right. as audience are not supposed to know why at this point right. either um mm-hmm. Kathy has concerns about the segment because she thinks that it's going to change Joshua. She's like, you've already changed, like changed a little bit. You're not as like meek as you used to be. (laughs) Right. Um,
2: But Abby's telling, Abby's telling Josh, like, Oh, think of the poor kids. And I mean, there must be this group of special needs kids that have reached out to him too, that really uh, their heart goes out to the fact that his sister's missing and stuff like that. So Abby encourages Joshua to visit these kids. Yes. Because maybe it'll help him make some determinations.
0: I don't know if they they're a swim team or if they just happen to be at the pool that day, but he goes to see them. And right. Maybe you can confirm this. The coach, um Dick Sargent. Who
2: (laughs) I heard him say that name and I kind of looked a little bit more and I'm like I think that is the actor Dick Sargent and they just decided to use his name and he's mm-hmm. helping sponsor
1: these kids and take them swimming for almost like a Special Olympics type thing, if you will. So maybe he was playing Dick Sargent as the actor Dick Sargent hosting a Special Olympics as they did in the, mm-hmm. in the back in the 80s. So that
2: was a real story. I believe that was the case. Yeah, I think there was some integration and wait a minute, have some free press and, and get... Um, the audience aware.
1: Because that the Special Olympics was just, I think, developed around that time where where an understanding and awareness of of, uh, multiple uh, ability or, you know, uh, that that was just coming to light, that just because you're disabled, you are abled. Right. And here they are all disabled, but absolutely abled in what they were doing. And that was probably a Small little, uh, what is it? A PR thing for it? You
2: know? Correct. And and actors would even do their participation in it too. So here, for the audience that's both listening or watching this, Dick Sargent is an actor who played Darren Number Two on the comedy series Bewitched. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he really was like with, that's I'm like Daren, with
2: Elizabeth Montgomery a- playing. Samantha Stevens on Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery being married to Robert Foxworth who played Chase on Falcon Crest. There's your timeline and Seven um. Degrees of Separation.
0: I also said to Greg that uh, Lisa Hartman played Tabitha in a spinoff. She played their teenage Tabitha that lasted a season. She did. Which one yes. well now we have to find and watch. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's obsessed <laughs> with Lisa Hartman's hair. Let's All just right. talk about it.
1: Okay. We really so, do need to talk about yeah, it. I did now. have a
0: lot of notes that it was getting bigger yeah! and bigger and <laughs> bigger.
1: I, want, and I was like, wow. I, want, I want a her day hair look. Then I want her evening hair look. He likes her evening hair look. He likes right? I want yeah, I want day wear, evening hair. I just love her night hair gets bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger and I'm there <laughs> for it. I'm there and I for feel like it. between
2: episodes between episodes 14 and 15, I swear she got a haircut, too, because it got less big than by episode no, 15. That was, I'm that like, was day oh, day girlfriend finally day. got a haircut. It was
1: day hair. Oh,
0: baby, baby. It was
1: just day hair. Just day hair. She needs to let it rest. She's let it rest. Right? He's
0: just like so. This one, he's like, oh, she has her day hair. And I was like, like, oh, it's <laughs> flat. Yeah, I was like, it's limp. He's like yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. And then, like the next scene, it was bigger. He's like, oh, it's back. <laughs>
1: Night hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love That's it. Awesome. I-, I will say, I, I really do. Um, I really miss the big hair. I wow. just it was something, and the eighties was- gives a lot of it. There was something about it that was just... Um,
0: I showed him the poster. Dramatic. The, the famous like Lisa Hartman CG poster where she's kind of in that like bikini like, jacket with the bikini or whatever. And yep. he's like, oh, I love yes. that. <laughs> the lioness hair, basically, yeah. in that picture. I
1: distinctly remember being in school and watching the girls. What they used to do is one, you would hold your hair, you would pull your hair, you would spray it. Spray it. And then this is when we were at school, so we didn't have a blow dryer. So one of your friends would have to. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have to hold it until it was dry, and then you would have to let go. So I had, I had. Come yeah. So <laughs> I distinctly remember at that time using L.A. Care Guilty. Or what was the nice. purple, whatever it was, Always gel. Nice. Right, awesome, some, gel, yep. And taking yep. it and pushing, because you would have it all, it would be all pushing it all back. And then before in the morning, I would spray it, blow mm-hmm. dry it. Wow. <laughs> Yet it, <out.
2: laughs> it down. I wanna see pictures.
1: I have them. I found I'll a picture. I like, oh, here. I was gonna say, <laughs> I don't know where the pictures are, as the picture shows up right now. <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> have oh, So Karen says her goodbyes to Abby and Gary at Lotus Point because she's prepping to go in for her surgery. Correct. Um, cute little, you know, goodbye scene with Gary. She actually hugs Abby. Mm-hmm. Says we're family, which is when I yes. was like. I said to Greg, "Do you know how their family?" He's like, "No." I was like, "She's her first husband's sister, so that's how mm-hmm. they're." Yeah, that's why. So right. she's on yes. to her Kids, we haven't seen uh, Olivia and Brian in a few episodes.
2: <laughs> no, we
0: haven't. Um, and Abby's PI finds Val at the diner she works at.
2: Yes, because Val is kind of upset with Parker because he took her to some social event, but then the talk got about that he was dating someone else and he's trying yeah, to explain okay. to Val he stopped dating her long ago and yeah. the P.I. just walks past Val and goes over and makes a phone call to Abby
1: and lets her know exactly where she's at. Yeah. So, and at this point,
0: his feelings are genuine. I don't know how to read Parker. I think he's genuinely oh interested. I think so, I think he is... She's someone
2: new in town, and he's flattered by that, versus I think he's tramped around with everybody else in town, so he's like, "Oh, who's this cute little button?
0: Yeah, I think he's interested because he was into her before later on he finds out who she really is, so so now right. is this the eighties
1: are are we uh assuming that her um her coyness is that they haven't slept together or they have slept together, mm. like I can't figure out because like he brings the you know. The pillow over, and she says, put it in your truck. I don't think they have. Correct. I don't think they have either. So it would make sense at that point. That, you know, what do you do? You get married in order to do it. No,
0: no, Because Val and Lily Mae are um, decent people, but I don't think they are conservative because Val kind of knocked up at 15 and Lily May was around the same age. Not just name them, but it happens. I don't think that they're very um reserved in that way. <laughs> I think that if they're dating somebody exclusively they will. Hmm. So maybe she's just you know waiting for the third date. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> 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 <Nice>. <laughs> um so
2: but so the end at the end i think basically karen and matt go to the hospital room and you know again reaffirm that they love one another and trying to be there and be supportive and, and i'm like, kind of how it all wraps up
0: <laughs> those moments i'm just like yes this is why i love them i love karen and mac
2: <laughs> without a doubt they're very stable and they kind of give some reflection back to the audience and the viewership to want to root for them i get that totally
0: so, um, I gave this one a nine. I really like this one. I guess. <laughs> oh, you did. I'm curious what Greg sing. gave this. Did Kathy sing in this one? I think Kathy made. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. That day hair, night hair. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't I think see. she sang in this one because I would have wrote down what song she sang, and I don't have oh, that's it. Right. He's
0: keeping a log because he wants to find out what the, the WB problem is with not releasing it on DJs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want that Because know.
1: they probably.
0: It's music, right? It
1: probably was music that was taken. She covers a lot of other bands.
0: Appropriately.
1: And it would cost too much money all of these years later, too. That's all. Because Warner Brothers is so broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why they're broke is because they don't pay. Um, well, he gave in. Ah, uh, they can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> He gave it an I. eight. Ooh, yeah, I was hard. Yeah, it's a solid
2: eight. I gave it a seven. I said this was a filler episode.
1: Oh, see, I thought the one before was the filler episode.
2: <laughs> I felt this was a little bit filler because all it was was just a lot of talking points before some plots are gonna move forward. So that's why I struggle with it. I don't get me wrong, I love the Karen and Max scenes. I love that they truly are in love with each other. He's rooting for her to live. It's very compelling, but I was like, yeah, it's okay. This one, I was, when it wrapped up, I was like, I was good with it.
0: Okay. Hmm. Well, episode 14 is called number 14 with a bullet.
2: Bam, Um, quite ironic that it's number 14. (laughs)
0: Joshua and Kathy run around Laura's house with whipped cream. Which way, which way? I want to,
2: I want to, I want to talk about the title. Do either of you kind of get the reference of that?
0: No. No, not at all.
2: Okay. Back in the eighties and Casey Kasem used to be on the airwaves, given the weekly top 40 music, Mm -hmm. it would pull the billboard chart um, records for the singles and some songs as they were climbing, it'd be, and now we've got Joan Jett at number 10 with a bullet, which means it's gonna keep rising. Oh, it's shooting up. Yes, exactly. So this is is number 14 with
1: "The bullet. It's shooting up.
2: Exactly so it happened to be episode 14 and that's why they named it that way and as well as the reference to karen getting a bullet shot in her and now they're trying to remove that bullet from her spine or that fragment of the bullet so it's a double entendre there if you will is
1: you know some intern was wrote something down (laughs) I was somebody say, read it and, took, and then somebody in corporate read it and took it as their own. I was going to say, normally, like,
0: a yep. casual viewer wouldn't know the name of the episode. But this is back when shows were still showing the titles of episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Right at the beginning. Yep. Um so Joshua and Kathy are running around Laura's house with whipped cream. Um, yeah, whipped cream, which I thought was rude. I'm like, this isn't her, house. they're gonna get it all over her furniture. <laughs> I was OCD and me was not happy about that for Laura.
1: <laughs> Obviously, you know that there is no whipped cream in this house. They were on the <laughs> with the whipped cream.
2: <laughs> now, if this would be HBO Max, imagine how that show would have been written. But it would have I'd been like it, this. Say, but whatever.
0: <laughs> she would have been <laughs>
2: topless, <laughs> right? Oh, funny.
0: Um, so, Abby, and the show yeah, even this.
2: Her. The Abby. episode even opened with Mac going to a church and praying for Karen. I kind of just want to make mention of that. How, that's how the show opened. True, true, and then true. We'll talk about. How and then it
1: I, I'm yeah. sorry to go to the end, just because it starts with that, and then it ends with him in the church.
2: Yeah.
0: So was that the same scene? Were they just like showing us the end, like circling back to it? No, like, it was
2: two different points in time. He's going there because he's praying for his wife before she goes into surgery and trying to, okay, get a miracle.
1: Oh, and okay. a miracle happened. So thumbs up.
2: We're not there yet. I want (laughs) that reenactment when we get there.
0: Um, Abby's PI tells her about Val passing herself off as Verna Ellers, right? Um, uh, mm -hmm. galvison tries to get which Abby kind of
2: smiles at. Abby kind of smiles at, kind of like oh great cool she's kind of out of my hair now she's kind of almost like leaning into it like yeah maybe we'll just keep Val over there and I'll
0: yes. keep my mouth shut. Until she decides to come home because she doesn't know that this is like a real mental issue happening right now. Right. right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
0: Um, Galveston tries to get Greg to make Mac drop the title basin case so we're kind of getting a little taste of their relationship but we still don't know exactly what the relationship is right and
2: greg doesn't seem to want to bend to that and galveston gets out of his limo and slams the door and surprise abby happens to be there and she even walks up and she's like oh was that you getting out of greg's limo and she's Mm -hmm. like i'm pretty good friends with greg and he's like yeah i'm sure and she's like if i could ever do anything for you and then she kind of walks past him and he turns around and looks at her And he kind of didn't like her trying to be so coy and upper-handedness to him so Mm -hmm. yeah the battle Um, continues
0: the pi has two reports for abby one brings val home and the other keeps her away
2: right and he says basically while he strokes her cheek saying it's up to you on which one i give to your partners um karen and gary yep exactly the lewdness of it It was
0: gross cringy um a little i said the grape to greg i was like that was a little rapey and i'm like i wonder how this is gonna wrap up because i was like abby will sleep with somebody to get what she wants but she won't be forced right right she'll do it (laughs) she'll do it uh so i didn't know how this was gonna go (laughs) yeah right Um, but I I may be skipping too far ahead. Galveston actually meets up with the PI and has a few of his um, henchmen with him, his goons. Well, the
2: PI the PI stops by the office, the Lotus Point office, and he kind of hands folders to everybody. And the folder that he handed right. doesn't give too much information away. But Abby's folder has a note in it that says tomorrow night your <laughs> office eight p.m. And even though Galveston doesn't see it, he sees Abby's reaction reading that note and this look on her face and. He kind of does some deductions like this guy is trying to get some upper and He has some sort of hold on Abby. He doesn't know what. So then Galveston has his goons bring the private detective to his ranch. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you, but you need to stay away from Abby and you need to do blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I didn't say they weren't going to hurt you. And he kind of turns the guys loose
0: Yeah.
2: and we don't know what happens, but Abby is waiting at her office for the detective to show up and probably like an hour later he's still not there but paul shows up and maybe i'm jumping ahead here but i'm just gonna go for it and paul basically says um i know where val is. i'm close to finding out yeah where val is and i'm gonna find out where those babies (laughs) are and then i'm gonna find out i'm gonna let gary know that's up to you on what i tell gary but he's kind of given abby some fair warning and
0: yeah based on on your um based on your um excuse or um for, yeah, based on um, your
2: direction to scott easton yeah. and she's like my direction you know what i mean and right away again she's like hey, this wasn't me that put this in motion but she's always yeah. scared that she's going to be the one who gets blamed for it just because of her connection to scott easton yeah this is interesting too because galveston got handed some papers that easton had on the plane and in there were adoption papers so again it's kind of confusing to me like well the Galveston have Scott eliminated, or did he not, or or whatever happened to Scott Easton?
1: Because it was actually I, I, I almost think it was like a box because he kind of like well is this what he had on him? It was his wallet, some files. It was yeah. like personal effects. So yeah, and just a side note: it I don't know, post-it notes were invented yet? Yeah. Oh, because I said post its <laughs> That's copyrighted. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> <laughs> um, I um, think shortly close to
0: that
2: era because they around around that in
0: '86, yeah, exactly. You yeah. um, know, Mac chases down a familiar face, and it's a guy—the guy the Wolfridge paid to beat him up last season.
2: Oh, yeah, he could see that while they're driving down the road. I thought that was pretty clever, but yeah, he—that um that was an interesting scene.
0: Yeah, I was like, okay. I thought I didn't want to hear Wolfbridge ever again. But all right, there it is. So, yep, exactly. So I guess now we're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. He like really lays into him, kicking him in the stomach, punching him, throwing him around. Um, right. Kathy is frustrated waiting in her dressing room at Isadora, so. When I realized she was waiting in her dressing room, I'm like, yes, she's gonna perform. And she didn't perform in this one. <laughs> no, she did. She, oh, she did, did perform in this one. She's waiting in the dressing room. And then oh, they yeah, cut I to see. Joshua, who's
2: still at the studio and Abby's helping him edit his script. Oh, right, kind of right. enamored by her. So then she hops on the stage and she sings A Beat of the Heart by Patty Smith and Scandal. And Joshua walks in during that time. Yes.
1: Right, right. Yeah, but doesn't he also then sit down or no, I'm sorry. He runs into the bar, like,
0: while she's performing.
1: And then, but she finishes her set. set and sits down and talks to another man. And then he leaves. Is that what happened at that episode? That scene? I feel,
2: yeah. Or was this also the scene, too, where two young girls recognize Joshua and they sit at the table with him. And then when Kathy's done singing, he gets up to go see her. And she's oh. talking to a man, not realizing it's a, it's a tour agent who's mm-hmm. trying to book her to be an opening right. act. Right.
0: But this is when they go back to her dressing room, and she's annoyed. She's like, "I waited for you for two hours. We were supposed to tell right. Lily May about oh. about what the PI found. That
1: they didn't find anything right. about. Oh,
0: and they argue, and um, this is when he got a little rough with her, and he kind of like
1: picked her up, picked her up over the shoulder.
0: <laughs> It's a lot of physical and she's screaming,
2: let me down, let me down, domination yeah.
0: Domination of men and misogynistic domination. And he, goes, and he even said to me, He's like, Is does something go on? I'm like, Yeah, this is the start of his uh downward spiral. Because I because uh, <laughs> as it
1: was happening, as it's on as it's happening, um starting to unfold in my head on what I remember. Like I don't remember yeah, the details of who he is when he gets there, but I know who he is when he gets there. <laughs>
2: Right. Keith. Let's put it this way. He's kind of starting to give reflections of his father. So he's starting first with the mental abuse, but there's going to be some physical abuse that's mm-hmm. going to follow.
0: Yeah. Um, the boys see Karen before her surgery. And I thought it was weird that Michael wouldn't even, like, hug her. Like, he just gave her a thumbs up. And I'm like, uh, okay. Right. You're not going to hug your mom.
2: He's trying to be strong, but, yeah. This, this Every time awkward. Michael came
0: on, this one got a boner. He, I was just like. <laughs> he was a very good-looking actor. I was like, he's still growing up. He was. Up. <laughs> he was a very good yes. actor. Uh, Karen comes out of surgery, and she has feeling in her feet. Oh, the blink if you have feeling, <laughs> because they yeah they
2: run like a needle or whatever a pin up her feet yes. and they make her blink if she but has a feeling.
1: So this is how this is how stupid I am. I'm just like oh they must have put eye drops in her eyes. I guess this is She's how you wake up too. from wake up from surgery. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's too funny. Um, are we ready to grade this? Sure. Oh, so wait. Mac goes
2: into the church. Mac goes into the church at the end and gives the thumbs up to the altar.
0: So God. So the
2: episode closes the same way as it opened with that reflection of Mac mm-hmm. basically asking for a big favor and he got it.
0: Correct. It's appreciative at the end. Um, we both gave it an eight. We had the same grid. I gave it an eight as well. Oh, wow. Eights across the board. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right so then our last episode episode 15 is called inside information Mm -hmm. um mac and a witness are reviewing a tape at the tv station covering the title Basin murders so there was a news report um showing the body with an
2: ambulance showing up and then they took a body out of a building it's strapped down and you can see blood coming out of it and there's a crowd gathered around outside and they're showing this video footage mac and ben are showing this video footage at the tv station to some woman who must be associated with somehow i wasn't catching all that and abby comes in the room and and ben's like we'll be done in a minute she's using like using the equipment
0: because she recognizes right, she sees somebody. the
2: man with the beard and she recognizes him as the guy that she talked to who got off the plane last when she was trying to track, track down scott easton off of paul galveston's plane okay, and she you. keeps I'm her mouth shut
0: I'm like, he looks familiar. I think we know him. They obviously know him. Why do I know him? And I'm trying to remember who he is. So thank you for that.
2: Right. And
0: he's the actor, two that I've said,
2: all oh, they've used a million times throughout Nats. Oh, that's we him? Talked about that's it the cool. guy? Okay. That's him.
0: Okay. That's him. <laughs> um, Karen also watches the video later on and, and recognizes the guy. Cause... She recognizes another man that was behind Oh, it was him. another man? Correct. Was... A non-beard man. Yeah, it was. Comments, she's like, oh, wait, he didn't have a beard. Oh, okay. Right. So there were two people
1: yes, who no.
0: were associating with this, with with yeah. Yeah. So now she's the,
2: the guy that she recognizes. His name was John Woodside, and he's come out to Lotus Point before,
0: and she's remembering him from that. So So now she she's starting Again. to question the connection with Galveston. She um oh by Even the way she's yeah. walking. She recovered pretty quickly,
2: (laughs) right? Which Michael doesn't like her being out of bed, and she says, "I can't stay in bed and watch soap operas all day." And I'm like,
1: "Karen, (laughs) (laughs) she got her shoulder pads in, and she's ready
0: to go cooperate." Can't drive yet. She took a cab to Gary's. Right, right,
2: true, true. Um, When she did go to Gary's ranch, she starts to put a little bit of doubt in Gary's mind about Galveston being so up and up.
0: Well, first she's like Gary, thinking a little bit. She she's like first she's like I want to see Abby and he's like she well she's not here and when will she be when she when will she be back and then she's like yep. I don't know if I could talk to you about Gallatin you seem to have like this like you know blinders on when it comes mm-hmm. to him and yeah. she yep. basically but she ends up telling him and like you said she puts doubt in his mind yeah um, Abby has flown to Tennessee to see Val that was a good scene because at first she was just
1: like what is this bitch doing? <laughs> and then when she realizes she cray
0: cray, she's like, even she had a moment of, oh my God. Well, cause she's like, Val, like, are you going to come home or not? Cause if you're not, I don't care either way, but like, right. just let me know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> and the, the, it and was the a bell.
2: good setup because Abby knew that Galveston knew where Val was. So she, Abby needed to kind of cut to the chase and get there first. And, Galveston wanted Abby to be in on some of these meetings with Gary about Empire Valley and she's like I can't and Gary looks at her he's like you've been begging to be a part of this project and get a little bit of Paul's time and now when you get it you say you have to go out of town she's like this can't be changed and off she goes to Tennessee and when she walks in that diner you know Val as Verna just gives her a menu and doesn't even have any reflection she just looks at her and goes God, you're pretty. And then she comes back and she's like, <laughs> you want a chef salad? You want something? And she's like, Val, just tell me, how long are you going to stay here? I'll keep quiet if you want me to. And she's like, darling, are you okay? And she realizes, okay, Val Let me get doesn't you. remember Let
1: me, me get you some tea. <laughs> yeah, that's, which is a very interesting kind of moment on as this is going down, um, her boyfriend is like hearing this and... <clears throat> Again, I'm still confused on what his motive is. Like obviously his motive He
2: he heard her call Verna Val, so he did pick up on that little bit, and that made him walk outside, snoop, take the rental papers that were in Abby's car and realize that she's Abby Ewing. I know, and he's like, You wouldn't be related to any of those Texas oil ewings, would you? And she's like, No, and he's like, but you do have money, and she kind of basically pushes them to get off her car and gets in it. And he goes, should I tell bye to Verna for you or should I call her Val? And she's like, "You can call her whatever you want. She gets in her car and again, (laughs) burns rubber and heads out of town.
1: In a Chrysler Cordova. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or that was a Plymouth that wasn't a Chrysler, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty Uh, good though.
0: (laughs) So Kathy is debating going on tour and asking for Joshua's opinion. Uh And he tells her to do what's right for her, pretty much. Because he's got his own thing going right now.
1: Mm,
2: Yeah. He's a little intimidated, though, that she, as a woman, might be seeking and getting and achieving fame faster than he is. Mm -hmm. Hence why she sings You Gotta Love Somebody by Rick Springfield up on stage during this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And that made this agent this is when the agent said oh we want you to go on tour and sing for this other band and blah 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 and Josh was kind of jealous of all that and he's he's, he's he's quietly pushing her away and not to push her away so she'll do what she wants he's doing it to confuse her so she'll feel bad and relent I mean he's totally working the mind games with her already
0: um, Parker goes through some old newspapers and he finds <laughs> Val verna's true identity and i said to him i was like yes. i said they didn't have microfilm or whatever microgram or whatever <laughs> he said
2: i'm like microfiche <laughs> not in that little town they didn't have the first of all not in that little town
1: second of all you're right not in that little town maybe in the new the new york city might have had them well tennessee so maybe in nashville Right. Or, or or LA and
2: things of that nature but that little town that just had to have a giant room with tons of papers and books in it
1: yeah but what wound up happening is that like LA or New York as they upgraded from their microfiche to digital then those things were the, they were library loaned into the other places they did probably have
2: a card catalog though where you could go and pull that whole thing and look through and find <gasps> your book that way <sighs> oh my god
0: those I'm incredible. dating
2: myself now the card
1: catalogs are the best. Yeah. Do you I know have, what a
0: card catalog is? Yes. Oh. My, my generation did have card Thank catalogs. Thank God. <laughs> we were the last card catalog generation. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: pull it out. Put it in sideways so you could put it back in its spot. So
0: I put Lily, Lily May gives some of her signature bad advice by deterring Kathy from going on tour because of her own experiences of uh, seeking fame as a young woman.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, she kind of deters her and said, staying here should be enough. So she she too works some guilt on Kathy that gets her to fight against going out on tour.
1: Um, Well, that's because no single woman, if you're a single woman going out on tour by yourself, that must mean you're a hussy.
0: But also really bad advice. <laughs> well going all the way back to season one, um, they made um apple fritters. Was it apple fritters? And they were so good and she's Well like, oh, they're not used to this good concept. Yes, she's and she convinced her out. to make some and so she makes some like chocolate souffle, whatever
2: pudding type of dessert that's terrible. That's and Richard flushes it down the toilet and goes and gets an apple fritter from the yeah. kitchen quietly.
0: Yeah, so she's always doing something. <laughs> um, Laura demands to know what Greg's secret is with Galveston, so he tells her a story that his, yeah, dad, sure does. his dad took him for like a flight, like, and he didn't realize that that was going to be like one last, like, you know, ride. And he was he thrilled with th- it. Yep. Yeah, he left for Korea and ended up getting killed over there. And then a strange man showed up. And he caught the strange man on top of his mother, giving her kisses. Right.
2: At first he thought they were crying, and then he realized they were laughing mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. couldn't be believe it, that they got away having an affair for so long. Mm-hmm. And now the dad is dead, but then the man tells Greg that he's Paul Gableston, and he's his real father.
0: Yes. He's like, like now John, all of a sudden John. this man who was kissing my mother is hugging and kissing me and telling me that he's my yep biological father which then
1: leads into the next scene which was so i think uncomfortable then he grabs um, laura laura and like kisses her and then it's like scene. the next morning he has a headache sorry i was rough with you and she's like don't worry about it i'm a big girl i could take it
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of laura's um been through a lot with men in her life (laughs) yeah she has she has as well as laura
2: was even raped on the show on season one too and she hit it that she actually got picked up by a stranger at a bar and lied and said she came home and the rapist was in the house and it happened there
0: yeah um kathy decides not to go on tour and joshua says good Mm -hmm. And said, and then, and then he, thats what you're gonna say. And then he gets up and hugs her and says, "All is forgiven." And I'm like, "All is forgiven. forgiven." And it's like, what did, does she need to be
2: forgiven for again? And he's he's playing more and more the role of his father Jonathan now and being the male domineering figure. Now, like, I should be making all the decisions. Like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's her mom? Yep. She's like, mm? she's starting to recognize. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Parker, Parker asks Verna to marry him, now that he knows her true identity. Right. Mm-hmm. His intentions might not be so pure. He might want some of that You. So
2: you're thing. right. That's where it's rushed. It's maybe not to hold up for sex. It's like, oh my god, I got the cash cow here, and she doesn't know who she is, and I need to Right, I need to claim her as my own before she does figure it out.
1: So, and it's so interesting because I like, so I'm sitting there, not that I'm a lawyer or anything like that, but (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wow, are you really that dumb? So, you have somebody that is obviously having a mental episode, and you're gonna marry them, you don't know if they're married currently or not. So you don't know if it validates your marriage. You don't know if, like, you know, I was insane, so it has to be thrown out. Mm. Plus, what are you gonna do? Marry her under her fictitional pen name? That's not even legal. So none of it is legal. None of it could stand up in court. No, it's well, all you're being, out. All you're being out, too Donna. common sense,
0: too common sense.
1: <laughs> so in those three seconds, that's what's going on in my head. I'm like, he's not gonna get a penny out of all of this. Well. Right,
0: I know, because but he, he doesn't. He's not that 80s, smart either. Right. He did the '80s version of googling her. He would know that she's not married. <laughs> so there's that, but but still, it's not her legal name. <laughs> so, uh, dearly
1: beloved, we're gathered here today
0: to marry Verna Ellers she's not Verna real. Ellers. <laughs> right, Your right. Honor, I'd like
1: to have this dismissed. This is not a legal and binding marriage. <laughs>
0: um. I'm not a player,
1: but I play one on a podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your honor.
0: Abby throws a wrench on Galveston's uh, threat by telling Gary that she knows where Mal is. Right, Right. because she comes home and he's sitting there and she's like, oh, were you waiting for me or looking
2: for me? And he's like, actually, I'm waiting for Galveston. He's showing up. I don't know. He wanted to talk about something. I think it maybe even had something to do with you and that made her right away be like, Hey Gary, guess what? I just came back. I found Val. She's confused. She doesn't know who she is. She's okay, but she's in Tennessee, just as Galveston's pulling up Mm -hmm. to meet with Gary. Gary's like, hey, I I can't talk right now. Abby found Val and Abby turns and looks and does the best smile and plants the eyes on him. And and Galveston's (laughs) like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, I got to go to Tennessee. We'll have to talk after I get back. I don't know when I'll be back. I'll be gone for a few days, and yeah. Abby's just sitting there smiling because she's like, "Ha, one for me."
1: <laughs> yes. But it looks like both of them know how to play a really good tennis match. So I don't. I think there's going to be. Oh, we're not done. Oh, I know. Done. <laughs>
0: no, we're not. He just. But I enjoyed that
1: moment. Yes,
0: absolutely. I thought that this was when she was going to turn it on him and call him Cookie. But we're not there yet. (laughs) No, we're not yet. (laughs) Oh, coming.
2: Oh. I like this. As sweet as a cookie, I gave this rating a 9.
0: I also gave it a 9. And Greg gave it an 8.5. So he must have liked
1: it.
0: (laughs) It was getting It was getting
1: exciting.
0: yeah there was a lot of like oh
1: (laughs) and now we come to a pause again (laughs) yeah you know it's just it's very interesting especially since it's the 80s and you know um especially doing all these podcasts and and watching some of these old shows and episodes and you know like wow that didn't age well or you know there were certain things that happened that didn't age well there are things that um you could see feel and tell the writing is attempting to be progressive and forward and then at the same time there's still that line of misogyny and and disproportionate power that is always there
2: well, I think, I think it was a sign of the times, you know what I mean, too, because women were trying to get into power and get into business and not just be at home considered baking cakes and watching soap operas and buying soap products. Oh, right. You know, by the end of the 80s, we're seeing movies like Working Girl with Melanie Griffin and she's the powerful exec and Harrison Ford is under her and stuff like that. So it was it was an interesting reflection of the time oh, Str- greg what did you think when you watched it did you remember more than you thought you would or was a lot of it like oh and you was kind of felt like seeing it the first time you remember so, more the characters versus the actual scene
1: it was it was i knew the dun 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 moments i knew Got that it. they were important and i knew that it was um the, the the foreshadowing of something and I couldn't remember the detail of where it was going with it. So, yes. Got like, it. I, I remembered more than I thought because it felt very familiar. Gotcha. Very familiar. Cool. Yeah. You know, um, like,
0: even, like, with... Well, you would have been around, like, 12 probably at this time. And this
1: is all we watched. I, I can't imagine I remember being 12 watching this and remembering it. I think I was twelve. Watched it because that was all, and we did it as a family. I remember it being an event. I remember my father watching it, and you know, not because my for no other reason that there was only one or two TVs in the house, and probably right then got three channels to pick from, maybe, and then got invested in the storyline as well because they did attempt to um, create these semi. You know, even though it was supposed to be for, you know, soap operas are supposed to be for women, they understood mm-hmm. that men were watching it. So, you know, um, sure. but I think I remember it from when my mother watched it again in rerun. I think that's where I'm remembering it.
0: So would you come back for another batch of episodes to see how this resolves? <laughs>
1: Once again, 40 years later. I'm invested.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> Even if you just make it her finding her babies again. <laughs> so, I have to, the babies right. have to be found.
1: And you know, that poor girl, she's been through a lot. They really use, she's so um, insecure. I heard him say poor Val.
0: And poor Val. Like, everybody says that. Poor I mean, Val. you just can't
1: help.
2: Everybody has to say it. Hashtag poor Val. I mean, it just it happens.
0: Poor Val,
1: she's so insecure that she's trying to do anything and everything in her power to just mm-hmm. and cope cope. Yeah.
2: at this stage
0: yeah exactly poor Val Would well, do you have anything else to add on this batch of episodes no well, I think this was a good little
2: wrap-up I'm glad you were able to join us Greg this is again am... always fun reviewing these it is, <laughs> it is
1: it is it is I'm glad to uh, who knew finally at the beginning of our relationship where this would be the background and, and those little nuggets would show up into my head that mm-hmm. here we are.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of the Abbey scale. As always, you can find us on all the socials at queers and soups. And until next time, have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.